0: Welcome to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn with me to two places. The first one is going to be Luke chapter 17. The second one is going to be Matthew chapter 5. Luke 17 and Matthew chapter 5. You can turn to both of them or you can turn to one of them. And uh, the first one that we're going to be reading here is Luke chapter 17, Uh, everything should be up there, verses 1 through 4, and if you have it, let me know that you have it, say amen, amen, it's up here, and I want you to get ready this morning, tell the person next to you, get ready, That's, that's what's up, it says this, then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Can we say amen to that one? Now Matthew chapter 5. Jesus' famous sermon on the mount, reading from 38 through 42. It says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other cheek to him also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not. Turn away. Amen. Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, this morning, this this is such an important word, my God, that you have impressed on my spirit, Father God. And, And I pray, Father God, that it falls this morning on fertile ground, Lord, so that we may be able to go out here, Father God, and live the lives that you have called us to live, Father God. Speak this morning, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So in both of these instances... Jesus is talking about one thing. He's talking about offenses. And I thought that it would be appropriate to entitle the message uh, offended. God has really been working this word over my life over the past uh, few weeks. And earlier this week, I actually heard a message um, from Robert Madu. I don't know if you know who Robert Madu is. He's a, he's a fellow SAGU uh, alum, so we're, we're besties um, in that regard. But um, he preached this really awesome message that, um, it, where, where he talked a lot about what, uh, what um, we're going to be talking about this morning. And also, I don't know if you, uh, if you saw, last week I shared this, this meme, and I wish I would have put it up here. I shared this meme to Facebook last week that um, I'll just kind of, uh, sh- kind of paint the picture for you. It was a man um, holding out a cookie to a little boy, and the man asks the boy, what's the magic word to get what you want? And the little boy says, I'm offended. And I just, I just had to share that because um, it, was, it, it was funny and it was so true. I mean, so, you know, s- satirical. But I, I normally don't share memes. But that one was like, dang, that is such a timely message. So I shared it. How many of you can agree that we are living in the golden age of being offended? Yeah. Everyone is offended by something. Everyone. Everyone <laughs> liberals are offended. Conservatives are offended. Atheists are offended. Christians are offended. Millennials are offended. Baby boomers are offended. Vegans are offended. Meat eaters are offended. I mean, the upper middle and, and lower class all get offended. You get offended. I get offended. We all get offended. We are living in the golden era of being Offended. I think sometimes many of us need to remove that needle out of our eye because we're always looking at everyone else like, man, chill out. Chill out. Why are you so offended all the time? But even we get offended. Amen. I hope that doesn't offend you. We are living in an age where you can 't say anything without getting offended, and that, that 's exactly what this preacher was talking about. He, uh, he, he was preaching a message, and uh, he said that that on another occasion where he was preaching a message, he said something very, very trivial i mean if you, if you listen to it you 're not going to think anything of it. But then he said uh, he went back and he made the mistake that, that you probably shouldn't make when you're when you're famous. He went to the YouTube comments and he saw about 200 comments of people just hating on him because of this one little thing that he said in his message. Everyone was offended. Everyone gets offended, and and it was you know it was such a trivial, such a small thing to say, but you can't say anything. These days, it reminds me a couple of weeks ago, I went to sit down with a, a pastor friend of mine um, just to kind of get some some insight. You know, he, he's been pastoring for a good 10 years and I just wanted to chat with him for a little bit and get uh, some perspective. And and he tells me this story of how recently during a, a pastor's day service, this uh, this woman, one of his congregants during pastor's day goes up to his wife and and criticizes her attire because what she's wearing, she's wearing a dress that has no sleeves. No sleeves. On Pastor's Day. Poor lady. It didn't stop there though. She she then proceeded to go and tell the guest speaker's wife the same thing because she was wearing a very similar outfit. And he showed me the picture. He was like, Pastor Ryan, look, look at what she was offended by. And it was just a dress with... No sleeves. That was it. And when he said that story, it, it made me laugh because it reminded me of a recent experience that I had with someone uh, here at the church. And uh, <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, actually, a person you know, pulled me to the side. and It was after service, and uh, they, 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 they first perceived by saying, Pastor Ryan, I've got to tell you something. And then they say, Pastor Ryan, um, I hope this doesn't offend you. Now, when someone precedes a statement with, I hope this doesn't offend you, you know that you're about to receive an offense, right? You better get your gloves up and and guard your face because you know that something is coming. So this person, and I love this person. I mean, they have been a huge blessing to my life. They have been a huge blessing to my family. I have to use gender neutral pronouns so that you don't get an idea of who it is. I hope that doesn't offend you, but... This person has been a huge blessing to my life, and I love this person, but when they said this, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of got offended. And they said, they said, Pastor, I hope this doesn't offend you, um, but you're, you're a pastor. You should dress more pastoral. And in my mind, I wanted to, I, I wanted to just remind myself that, okay, this person, a little bit older, this person, you know, it's a little bit more old school. When, when, when this person probably thinks of a pastor, they might think of, you know, a, a pers- person, with a, a, a suit and tie. You know, you're suited up. You got you to, kind of come like that. And and uh, but I, my mind didn't go there. I got immediately. I got a little fired up. And what frustrates me even more is that when they're telling you something in Spanish, my Spanish isn't that great. So like when someone tells me something in Spanish, now you know it was no one here, right? Uh, when someone tells me something in Spanish, I, I feel def- defenseless. Like I feel like I can't defend myself. Like if it, was, if it was in English, I would articulate myself really well. I would explain myself really well. I would I would tell this person, "Hey, this this is why I do what I do, and this is why I don't think that I'm wrong." But because it was in Spanish, I was like, "Cool." <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, and now, now you know it was a woman. <laughs> but but it it. It kind of, it, it bothered me way more than it should have. And it, I mean, like a good solid 24 hours, like the, the rest of the day I was like, uh, and, and it affected me, my, my sermon because like, I hate going into the, the English service, you know, about to preach a message and I'm like, I got something on my spirit. And so I, I remember going home after church, you know, telling Melissa, just really frustrated, like, oh, I hate when people, you know, put you in a box and if you don't fit into their box and you're not doing it right. And I was so frustrated. I was offended. I was offended. Nobody likes being offended, church. No one likes it. I, I have since gotten over that, okay? I, 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 sometimes you have to have those hard discussions with yourself. You've got to lock yourself in the restroom and look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, is this worth my energy? Most of the time it's going to be no. Is this worth me getting so frustrated, so riled up, so fired up? Is this worth me growing bitter and, and wanting to avoid this person? No, it wasn't. But no one likes being offended, church. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you? People will offend you. People will offend you. Jesus says in the very first passage that we read in Luke, it is impossible. It is impossible that no offenses should come. Now, this isn't just some apostle talking about offenses. This isn't a negative person talking about Offenses. This isn't some cynical person talking about how, how ugly the world can be. This is God. This is the God of the impossible saying that it is impossible that no offenses should come. So that's the bad news. Offenses are going to come your way. They are going to come your way. The Greek word for offenses uh, or offense is Scandalon. It, it literally means stumbling blocks. That's what offenses are. They're stumbling blocks. So like if you're playing a game of basketball, you know, and, uh, and your objective is, is, is to get the ball in the basket, that sounds easy enough, right? But in a game, in a game, it's like real life. You're going to have an offense. You're going to have people against you. You're going to have people that are trying to, to, to make you not meet your, your goal and your objective. And so there's going to be uh, hoops to jump through and, and hurdles and obstacles to get around, it is impossible to go through life, and I, I need someone to get this this morning because you got to realize this. I, I need you to know that it is impossible that no offenses should come. They're going to come. And they might come from the devil, they might come from people. Sometimes the, the devil and people are synonymous, sometimes. They might even come from God. They might even come from God. Jesus was probably one of the most offensive men to ever walk the face of the world. Anyone can say amen to that, or you're like, nah. If you don't, if you don't agree with me, you don't you don't read your Bible. I mean, like, he said some pretty offensive things. I'm, and I'm I, I'm often curious to, to know how how the uh, how the world would respond had Jesus come in in the 21st century, in America, 2019. Like, imagine being out with your friends. You know, you're eating dinner. He's hanging out and then Jesus gets up and he draws the attention to himself. You think he's going to make a toast. And then all of a sudden he says, hey, guys, this is my blood Drink it." Wouldn't would that not disturb you? This is my flesh. Do this in remembrance of me. That would probably offend some people. It would probably offend some people if, if Jesus went up to you in the 21st century and said, hey, you want to get to heaven? You want to know how to get to heaven? You have to go through me because I am the way, the truth, and the life. You'd be like, uh-uh, Jesus. Who are you talking to? You don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I, what I can do. I, you don't know how high I could fly without you, right? We get so offended. What if Jesus, one, one more, one more. What if Jesus were to show up to your house and it's Saturday morning, he's trying to call you to be his disciple. Imagine Juan, I I know you you do a lot of things for your dad, right? So imagine uh, Jesus going up to your house on a Saturday morning, knocking on your door and saying, hey Juan, I want you to be my disciple. Come and follow me. And you're like, oh man, Jesus, I promised my dad to, to help him out. And then he says, well, you're not worthy to be my disciple if you can't hate your mother or your father. Probably be offended, right? You probably wouldn't want anything to do with that. If we can be honest with ourselves, don't tell me that Jesus doesn't say offensive things. He even offended his own cousin, John the Baptist. He was offended by Jesus. When Jesus didn't meet his expectations, what does he do? He questions his authority. Are you really he? Are you really the promised one? Are you really the one that, that was supposed to come and, and deliver us from Roman oppression? Because I prepared the way for you, Jesus. I vouched for you when people thought I was crazy, when people thought I was crazy because I was living my life in the desert, eating locusts, wearing weird clothes. I vouched for you. I dedicated my life to you, but now I'm sitting in a prison cell and I I haven't even heard from you. I'm offended. And Jesus says something. One, probably one of the most bold things that he says. Probably one of the most offensive things that he says. He says, "Blessed is the one who is not offended by me," because I'm gonna say some pretty offensive things. I'm gonna do some pretty offensive things. Things that are gonna make me popular to hate. Things that are gonna make no one want anything to do with me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be pretty offensive. But blessed is the one who is not offended by the offenses. You didn't, hear my, you didn't hear what I just said. I don't know if I'm preaching to anybody this morning. But this, this message preached to me, so I'm gonna preach it again because I feel, I feel good when I preach it, because it makes me realize how how petty I can be sometimes. Blessed is the one who is not offended by the offenses. Robert Medusa, I love what he said. He said offenses, uh, I'm sorry, he said offensive is inevitable offensive is always going to come offensive is impossible for it not to come offended is a choice offended is a choice you're gonna get the offense church but you get to choose to be offended by it or not so let's kind of take a look real quick I got these these boxes um, which represent the Greek perspective which is stumbling blocks these are stumbling blocks You're going to receive the stumbling blocks in your life. And and, and you're going to be over here on this side, and your promise is going to be on that side. Your blessing is going to be over there. Your healing is going to be over there. Your deliverance is going to be over there. Your, Your blessing, your miracle, your breakthrough is going to be over there. You're going to be over here. There is always going to be something in between your present and what God has for you on that side. Always. You have to realize it you have to realize that it's impossible for them for there not to be something here so maybe someone criticizes you and it offends you Maybe someone judges you. Maybe they stop liking you. Maybe they block you on Facebook. Maybe he never responded to your text. Maybe she never returned your phone call. Maybe they didn't seem so supportive at the meeting when you brought up your idea, and now you're not sure if they like you. Maybe they made a mistake, and it affected you. Maybe they hurt you. Maybe they didn't sing you happy birthday on your birthday. Maybe they fired you. Maybe he dumped you. Maybe Jesus hasn't responded to your prayers. It doesn't matter. You're always going to receive offenses in your life. But you get to decide whether you're going to stumble over them or navigate through them. It's your choice. You're going to receive the offenses, but are you going to be offended by them? Jesus says, "Blessed is the one who is not offended by me." Another translation that I like says, "Blessed is the one blessed is the one who does not stumble because of me." Bless is the one who does not stumble because of me. See, you can't, you can't receive a blessing on the ground. you gotta, you got to stand up. you got to pick yourself up. you got to do some walking. you got to put some work. You're not going to receive it on the ground unless you're Jacob, right? Jacob literally got his blessing on the ground. But it was because he wasn't being lazy. He wasn't doing nothing. He didn't give up. It was because he was literally fighting for his blessing. But when you're stumbling, you can't receive the blessing because you're stumbling. You can't reach out for what God has for you because you're too busy breaking your fall. You can't receive the blessing when you're stumbling, so you have, to, you have to get up, and you have to keep on walking. You have to go through it because when you stumble, you get set back, right? When you stumble, you get set back. If you're in a race and you trip, I tripped one time during cross country, a cross country race. I was bleeding everywhere. I thought I was cool. My, my coach said to go around this little thing um, because it, you know, it kind of created a hurdle. I thought I could jump over. It. I didn't. I fell. I stumbled. Set me back. About five guys passed me up. When you stumble, you get set back. When you're offended, you get set back because you make it about you for a moment because now I have to tend to this wound because now I'm bleeding everywhere and, and I got I to take care of this. You only get the blessing when you've gone through all of the obstacles. So Jesus says, and look, Luke, Luke, he says, if someone offends you and they go up to you with a repentant heart, release them from the offense. If they do the same thing seven times in a day, I don't know what kind of friends Jesus be having, man, but if they do the same thing and every time... They, they, they go up to you for repentance. He says, you can rebuke them. There's nothing wrong with rebuking. There's nothing wrong with correcting a wrong. Oh, and that, That's our favorite part sometimes, right? We're like, oh, I, ooh, I wish he would. I wish he would say something so I could tell him what's been on my mind for a long time, right? We, that we, we, lo- we love that. We love that part. But what he says next is so much more powerful. He says, every time they go up to you with a repentant heart, forgive them. Someone say that with me this morning. Someone say, I forgive you. For some of you that might have been the only time that you've said that in a very long time but we need to we need to learn how to adopt that language because how many times have we sinned the same sin against Christ and yet every time he forgives how many times have we created stumbling blocks for ourselves between us and God And it's only because of our repentant heart and by the grace of God that he's able to navigate through the obstacles and restore us to him. God God isn't offended by us permanently, man. He forgives. We got to learn how to forgive church. You know what forgive means in the Greek? It means to release. Some of us need to release the offenses caused by people. Some of us need to release the offenses caused by some of our closest friends, our family members. Some of us need to release some of the offenses caused by, by the church, caused by our mom, caused by our dad. Some of us just need to learn how to release so that we can keep on going. Because when you don't release what you're holding, it weighs you down. I don't... Am I preaching to anybody this morning? And so I... I love what Jesus says in Matthew, the text that we read earlier, because it challenges us to rethink our offenses. He says, "When someone he says when someone demands that you give them your shirt, what does he say? Give him your coat. Just go ahead and give it to him. Just give him the whole thing." He says, when, when, when a soldier demands that you go and, and, and take their things and walk with them for a mile, that was required by Roman law. He says, go ahead and give them two miles. Just tell him, hey, I got another one in me. Come on, we can keep going. Let's do it. Because offenses, church, offenses demand something out of you. Offenses demand something out of you. They might demand your time, they might demand your energy. They might demand your frustration. They might demand your hesitation because that one time when, when, when you stumbled, you don't want to stumble again so you kind of hesitate moving forward. They demand your uh, anger, your sorrow, your confusion. That's what stumbling blocks do. They demand from you. They're designed to paralyze you. Offenses. When you get offended by something, that offense is meant to paralyze you. It's meant, at the very least, to delay you from getting to where God has called you to be. So instead of thinking them as stumbling blocks, Jesus offers an alternative. He says, instead of thinking them as stumbling blocks, why not think of them as stepping stones? Stepping stones. See, because they're meant to be stumbling blocks. They're meant to get a rise out of you. When that person tells you something that you didn't like, oh, you get on fire. You can't wait to tell them off. When that, when that boss tells you something that you, oh, man, this was the last straw, and, and you quit your job, and you don't just quit your job. You also say some words. That's what, that's what happens. That's what happens. That's what they're meant to do. They're meant to get you frustrated. They're meant to get you not thinking in the spirit, but in the flesh. But why not think of them as stepping stones? Opportunities. Because you can get real, real creative with it, man. I want to give you an example, just like in my life, you know, personally, in my life, I deal with, I don't deal well with certain offenses. And the one, I was telling Melissa the other day, one thing that I hate so much in my life is uncertainty. I hate uncertainty. I like having a plan I like knowing where I'm going because if, if I know where I'm going then I can plan out my, my days and I can plan out what, what's going to happen I know what tomorrow is going to look like or I, at least I have an idea but uncertainty leaves me in the dark I hate it I hate uncertainty I hate it it's an offense when an when, when a uncertain situation rises in my life I take it as an offense but it, it doesn't stop there because that uncertainty leads to another one. And maybe y'all can relate to this one. Worry. How many of you guys worry, how many, how many you guys worry about tomorrow? Because Monday, right? That's what uncertainty does. Oh, man. I don't know how this is going to look. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know how many people are going to show up. I don't know if anybody's going to show up. I don't know if this person's going to come through. I don't know if the person that I'm depending on is going is to show up for me. I hate that uncertainty. So what do I do? I start to worry. I start to worry. And I have dealt a lot with worry in my life recently. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Then, when I get uncertain about things and I start to worry, what do you think this one is? I start to, I start to get stressed out, man. I, and stress, stress is such Sorry, see how, how big it is? Stress in my life, I hate it. Because stress is such a huge one. And and I start, I start, when when I start to stress, I start to get moody. I start to get frustrated. I start to get short with people, short-tempered. I start to get in a bad mood. I start to get ugly. I start to get negative. A couple people this week told me, Ryan, you're kind of, you sound negative. From someone who never used to be negative. But when stress is in my life, it creates a negative perspective. And, and you know what? Now all of a sudden I have all these obstacles and every time you know what it affects in my life? It just doesn't, it doesn't just affect my family, my my, my personal life. Then I stop, I stop going to the gym. I stop eating right. And all of this stuff, my mind is preoccupied with all of this mess that Sunday is on that side. Sunday is the day that I have to prepare to give you guys a word of God because you are beautiful deserving people of a word from God. But when all of this mess is in my way, I can't think. I'm there Saturday in my office trying to come up with something from God to speak to me. But my mind is preoccupied because of all this stumbling blocks in my way. And I'm telling you this from experience. And I'm here and Sunday's right there, but I can't navigate through all of this. So sometimes I'll, and I try not to do this, but Sometimes I'll, I'll whip something up together last minute. Not because I want to, but because I've been weighed down. My spirit has been weighed down by all of the offenses in my life. And because I allow the offenses to offend me. What if I thought of them as stepping stones? What if all of a sudden I changed my perspective what if i became intentional about my stumbling blocks actually becoming stepping stones when when uncertainty comes into my life, what if I just took that as an opportunity for my faith to be strengthened, my trust in God to be strengthened? Now, all of a sudden, when uh, uncertainty comes my way and it wants to offend me, I can I can navigate it differently and I can tell the devil, how oh, you thought that was going to lead to worry, but it's actually leading me to refine my faith and my trust in my God because I know who he is in my life. It doesn't matter that you throw this at me. Throw it. Now I'm going to welcome it because it's an opportunity for my faith to grow bigger and better and stronger. Now I don't even have to worry about worry because I took a different perspective. I want to know this morning how many of you are willing to say, I'm going to stop being offended. That's it. I'm done being offended by every little thing. I'm done being offended by every little remark my husband makes my my wife makes this morning on our way to church Melissa started preaching this word to me I hate when I pre-preach it to her because then she preaches it to me And I was at McDonald's and they were making us late she didn't get my order right and I was annoyed and she was like hey stumbling block <laughs> but I, how many of us are willing to say, you know what, I'm done being offended. I'm done. Because all offenses do is try to make me stumble. And if I stumble, it's going to take me longer to get to my purpose, to get to my blessing. Because all I'm doing is worrying. All I'm doing is stressing. All I'm doing is, is making these mistakes and as to why I can't proceed to the other side. So... It might take a little bit of caution, church. You might need to go a little bit slower as you're navigating through these offenses because they're, again, designed to make you fall. But instead of stumbling, you're just going to be careful with it so that you can get to the other side of where God has called you to be. And I believe that God has called you somewhere this morning that you're not at. Maybe, maybe you've delayed it in your life only because you've received offenses. Offenses. And you've been offended by the offenses. Jesus says, blessed is the one. Someone say blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want to get that promise that that God made to you a long time ago? How many of you have seen something in your life for so many years, but it seems so far away because instead of getting closer, you're getting further Jesus says, blessed is the one who's not offended by me. They're going to receive the offenses. I'm going to tell them things that are going to make them, that'll make a grown man cry. I'm going to say some things that's going to cause them to look into their lives and see how wrong they are. I'm going to say some things that are are going to cause people to be convicted and conviction doesn't really feel good. I'm going to say some things, but blessed are those that are not offended, that do not stumble over the offenses. This morning, church, God is calling you, God is calling all of us to grow up and stop being offended by every little thing that happens in our lives that inevitably leads us further away from where God is really just trying to pull us into. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at primeraiglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.